You are listening to From Sobriety to Recovery with Jesse Mogul. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to, welcome back to, welcome back to, from Sobriety to Recovery, I am your host, Jesse Mogul. I am in addiction recovery. It's the day after Christmas. Yes, it is. All the presents are opened, and now we are either thrilled to have things or disappointed it's over. When I was a kid, the saddest day of the year was the day after Christmas. The second saddest day of the year was the day after my birthday because all the presents were open. All the mystery, all the wonderment was done. And I am someone who froths at the mouth for anticipation. I love surprises. I don't want to know the ending of the movie. I don't want to know what gift you got me. I don't want to know what you heard about somebody else. Like, I don't like gossip because I just don't like, if, if somebody didn't tell it to me, I don't want to know. Because I, it's almost like, hey, did you hear that really awesome secret that Betty Sue is telling everybody? Hell no, I didn't. Shut up. I can't wait to see Betty Sue so she can tell me in person. No, man, you got to know right now. No, I don't. La, 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 la. Close up my ears and just start making noises. I don't want to know. I love surprises. Equally on the other side, I love secrets. I love keeping secrets. I had a very um, important person in my life once want to tell me something extremely important. And we shared lots of friends. And I'll never forget him being like, hey, can you keep a secret? And I go, oh, man, it's my favorite thing in the world to do. And he goes, what? I go, keep secrets. He goes, really? I'm like, yeah, man, I just love knowing things. And he's like, what is that all about? I'm like, I just love knowing. To know that somebody trusts me with a secret, I just love knowing a secret. I don't want to tell. Somebody's like, hey, man, we heard uh, Billy Bob told you this amazing secret. We need to know. No, not going to do it. Not going to do it. Well, we're going to duct tape you to this board and and waterboard you. I mean, you do what you got to do, but I'm not telling the secret. Like, I love them. I love them. No matter how angry I've ever gotten with somebody, I never tell the secrets. Because it's like the universe would know. The universe would know, and then I wouldn't get more secrets. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't use them against anybody. And hell, I'll tell you one day, I told somebody, he's like, man, I really want to tell somebody something. I'm just afraid it'll get out. I'm like, well, then you should tell me, because I'll probably forget anyways. <laughs> and I've, people have, and they're like, man, do you remember that time I told you? And I'm like, oh, man, I'm not really remembering. He's like, dude. I told you that in confidence. I've told you it was a secret. I'm like, yeah, so I forgot it. (laughs) You needed to tell somebody. I didn't need to remember it. (laughs) It's a secret. I don't ever get to tell anybody. So why would my prefrontal cortex and conscious mind keep that on the desktop? I'm sure it's filed away. Give me some context. Remind me what you said. Repeat some of the same sentences. It'll probably come back to me. But otherwise, it's gone, man. It's your secret. I didn't need to keep it because I didn't even remember it. Well, you could if you'd have told somebody because you didn't know it was a secret. That's not the way my brain files information. <laughs> 
All right, little little tidbit there. So I have no idea why I just went off on that tangent, but I do love surprises and I love the anticipation. And the day after Christmas and my birthday was it was sucked because I now I had everything. And don't get me wrong, I was humble and grateful for having the childhood that I had from eighty four to ninety four. We were very well off. My dad worked extremely hard to provide for the family. He showed his love with receipts and he was doing extremely well for himself. Six figures, so many presents under the tree. It was obnoxious from 84 to 94. I think it was to placate my mom for getting rid of the house on Allegra Circle back in Orlando and moving her up to Indiana where she ended up getting diagnosed with Crohn's. Would she have gotten Crohn's in either anyway? Had we stayed in Orlando? Maybe so, maybe not. But on the timeline we were living in, she got Crohn's right after leaving Orlando and going to Indiana. And I think it was his way of trying to show us that he loved us and he was sorry for the move by buying just so many ridiculous presents. It was absurd. Sadly, once the divorce happened, both of their lives spiraled down. Um, and, you know, we went back to being, you know, the same old family that we were before then. Now we're just living in different houses. And, the, you know, it was a great, like I said, little 10 years of life. And then my addiction swept me away and I was never the same. So I would love to just share some wisdom and some awesome with you today and provide you with another gift on the day after Christmas. And this is one of the better gifts because this is the gift that we'll keep on giving. And we did this last year. We talked about this topic last year. And that's why I'm bringing it back up because this whole time we have been discussing what it's going to be like for us to live in a world where January 1st doesn't hold all of this weight. It doesn't carry the importance that we think it does, that we give it a whole 60 days for the year to pass. From December 1st to February 1st, we are passing the baton from 2023 to 2024. January 1st is the day that 23 officially hands the baton to 24. So if you're picturing that four by 100 medley relay from the Olympics, the first runner takes off Boom, the gun goes off. Everybody starts to run. 2023 is entered into the zone where it's time to begin to pass off the baton. 2024 sees 23 coming up. So 2024 starts to get going, starts to run. And they have to make that pass in that zone. That zone is where we have been living in from December 1st to February 1st. And about halfway through that zone, that baton is going to get passed off by 23 over to 24. And then 23 is going to slow itself down and 24 is going to begin to take off and speed itself away. And the coolest thing about this is that in this process, we get to begin to shape what we desire 24 to be and put all of the tasks and responsibilities and everything from 23 in the rearview mirror, close it up really nicely If there's any trauma or suffering, let's leave it in 23 where it belongs and let's bring the lessons and the empowerment that comes from learning things and taking actions from those lessons into 2024 with us. Part of this process for me is determining what my power word and power sentences are going to be for the next year. So I have on my desktop and screensaver. Uh, my The first time I did this, I think we are now officially at year four of doing this, like really taking it to heart and writing things down. 
the very first year, um, it was, I am relentless. It was just that it was relentless was my word. And I am relentless was my power statement. Year number two, it was expansion. And I am expansive was my power sentence. I know I wasn't all that creative with these back then as much as I desired to be now. Um, Number year three was stability and intentionality. And what I created out of this was intentional action leads to dynamic stability. And what I wanted was, so let's, let's listen to that sentence again. It was, um, Oh goodness. My brain just went out for a second there. Okay. I wasn't quite sure if I had the sentence right. So I went back and found it in my notes. Intentional action creates dynamic stability. So intentional meaning like pinpoint being focused, actually doing it the way that we'd say, right? It's like intentional, like his actions were intentional. And when we live a world of intentionality, then what we're able to do is like this, it's deliberately, it's on purpose. So intentionally, so intentional action. So deliberate, on purposeful, purposeful action, right? It's the principle we talked about yesterday. So being deliberate with our actions creates, I love the idea of create, and you are the creator of your life. Going back to the empowerment versus disempowerment dynamic, if you're in the disempowerment dynamic, then you are the victim or the villain or the hero, and then somebody else has to fulfill those other two roles. So if you're the victim, that means there's a villain. That means there's a hero. If you're the hero, then there's a victim and there's a villain. And if you're the villain, that means there's a hero and that there's a victim. We don't want any of those. We want to be in the empowerment dynamic, meaning that there is the coach, the creator, and the challenger. That's why it's intentional action creates dynamic stability. I can be your coach, the world is your challenger, and you are your creator. I want you to deliberately create. That's the empowerment that we're talking about here. And the beautiful thing about about, um, intentional action creates dynamic. When we think about dynamic, right, we think, doesn't that word just sound powerful? It's characterized by this constant change, activity, progress, a positive attitude. It's full of energy, new ideas. People might say you're dynamic. I have been told, man, you have a very dynamic personality. It's just exuding a positivity, this a force of change and progress. So if your intentional actions create this dynamic stability, there's a consistency, there's an activity, there's a progression in the energy behind the creation of your stability. And when we think about stability, that's like the idea of being grounded, the building stable. It can handle the force of winds and gravity and storms. It weathers all and it's stable. It can stand strong in the face of any challenge. So when I went with intentional action creates dynamic stability, it was all because I wanted my life to be more stable. I wanted to feel in to being stable. It's one of the reasons that we you know, ultimately ended up buying a house and moving out to Alabama. Life felt very unstable in California, whether it was the politics or the people or the COVID or just the finances of it all. It was just like, I'm looking for something more stable. You know, now for the same price that 
uh, my girlfriend and I were paying for a tiny little like 1,100 square foot apartment in Los Angeles. We have a home three times that size, and we were able to feel stable. We were able to just create that certainty that we want in life. So now it's 2024. And this idea of intentional action creates dynamic stability has certainly undergone. None of these ever necessarily go away. I call upon all of them now. I am relentless. I am expansive. Intentional stability. Deliberate stability. Choosing stable over instability. And it's interesting because I remember talking about a week or so ago about how I wasn't really all that thrilled with getting older. And I don't want to talk about old adulty shit. I, I don't want to be, I don't want a dad bod. Um, I don't want the normal everyday life where it's like everybody sits around and complains about the kids or, you know, talks about what kind of fuel they put in their lawnmower. <laughs> I don't want to do that stuff. But I, I understand that part of the stability in life that I have been desiring is going to come from, you know, not being, you know, you're not out in the middle of the night all the time. You're not out there being crazy people and you're not doing all the wonderful, you know, enjoyable things that we were when we were younger, but it's also like, okay, but don't we rather be the people who know when we wake up the next day that we're feeling better than we've ever felt in our lives, that we're not questioning our behaviors from last night, that we look in our bank account and we're not worried about covering mortgage and rent and bills and car insurance and all that crap. Like there is a beautifulness that comes from stability. So now choosing 2024's word. Uh, One of my clients, a member of the tribe, um, we have been bouncing around words together in a text thread. And right now, um, cascade, urgency, inferno, and expansion showed up on the list because he was sending me some stuff. And I was like, hey, expansion's there. I was like, that was my word of the year two years ago. And you will find that when you start pulling out words of the year that you start leaning into certain ones uh, rather frequently. And you'll notice that they're going to want to pop up on lists time and time again. And the beautiful thing, again, everything's beautiful. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. One of the coolest things that comes from having a power word and a power sentence that come from that word is your ability to call upon them when you are starting to make decisions where potentially you want to question yourself and maybe what it is that you're making the decisions around, why it is you want to do certain things. This is important because then you can ask yourself, well, is the reason I'm making this decision going to fulfill my power word and my power sentence? If I choose not to go to the networking meeting, is that being expansive? Am I being expansive if I don't go to the networking meeting? If I want to drum up new business, make new friends, make new connections, help build my community, support my community, community, be at service to my community, is not going to an opportunity to do those things, is that expansive? Is that relentless? I'm not in a good mood today, so I don't think I'm going to go. Well, I'm not going to let my mood right now affect the commitments I've made to myself. So when I commit to being relentless, expansive, intentionally stable, dynamic, and taking action, then I can run my behaviors through these filters. And yes, I understand self-care. Let's do a caveat for all of you people out there who are going to be like, you're telling me if I don't feel good, I got to force myself out of the house. 
look, man, you do you. Is it's you know excuses or reasons that could have been avoided. So if you've got an issue, you got to choose for yourself. If this is you making an excuse to not go out because you're afraid of introducing yourself to new people, putting yourself out there to potentially be rejected or ridiculed or just whatever dicks do to other people whenever they're uncomfortable, they have to make other people uncomfortable because heaven forbid they're the center of attention in the uncomfortable sphere. So let's you know mock and and betray other people's confidence in order to feel better about ourselves. If that's what's going on out there, then you just need to find a different room and stop hanging out with people like that. And one of the reasons I demand from myself to honor my commitments and not allow my moods to shift me at a whim is because how I feel one day may not be how I feel the next day. And that yet going to this awesome event could be an opportunity to expand my world further than I ever thought. So I want you to just ask yourself that. Are you making up an excuse for why you can't go? Or is it a valid reason? I love the saying, excuses are reasons that could have been avoided. It's not, a, it's not an excuse if you show up late to a meeting and you left 30 minutes before you're even supposed to be there and it's 10 minutes away. But, you know, um, a helicopter fell out of the sky and crashed in the middle of the road and you got stuck behind it. Okay, that's a reason. Uh, telling people, oh, I'm so sorry I was late. Oh, everything was just so chaotic at home. And in reality, you were playing on your phone till 20 minutes before the meeting and the meeting was 21 minutes away and you haven't even gotten dressed yet. Excuses are reasons that could have been avoided. So I, because I'm not one of those people who thinks that, that valid reasons don't exist. I don't want to hear an excuse out of you. There's no excuse. Well, there may not be an excuse, but there can be a reason. <laughs> so I just want you to be no- notified that now you can just ask yourself, is this a reason or could this have been avoided? If it could have been avoided, then you're going to have to just suck it up, buttercup, and realize that you chose unwisely. And now it's time to stiffen up your spine and make a better decision next time. Because the world doesn't care about your excuses. It wants results. It doesn't. People will placate you. They'll go, oh, and they'll pat you on the shoulder. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Is there anything I can do for you? But in, the, but in the, their head, they're saying, this person cannot be relied upon. This person may not be the one I want to call whenever I need something taken care of. Because they keep coming up with excuses. And that's the thing. is that A lot of people think that they're getting away with it. And you might. Your boss might let you get away with being late 87 days in a row. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. But when it comes time to hand out promotions and raises, who do you think they're going to be more apt to give that to? The person who showed up all the time, on time, with their work already completed? Or the person who's passing off excuse after excuse? Oh, man, just give me another hour and I'll get that project done. So sorry. The, the dog was going crazy and the kids were a madhouse. No, oh, that's fine. You're just proven to them that you're not reliable. And then you might get away with it. They may not fire you or even discipline you. But it doesn't mean that whenever they're passing out favors that you're ever going to get one. So just keep in mind that whether people placate you or chastise you, either way, you're losing points inside their head. And it may not even be a conscious decision on their part. It could be absolutely unconscious. They could say everything. They could not even change the way they're behaving. But deep down inside, some part of their brain is filing it away as that person is not to be trusted. They're not to be relied upon. So just say no if you don't want to do something rather than breaking a promise and saying yes and then having to backtrack on that later. It's just, it's not worth the dings to your credibility. That's just not being tenacious. 
We want to live a life of integrity. And integrity is that fidelity. It's sticking to your promises and doing it what you say you're going to do. And after all these words, and I'm just throwing out power word after power word here. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I got a text message. So the tribal member, um, I just texted him because I was, I was looking at the thread to find Cascade, Urgency, Inferno, and Expansion. And he just wrote back, and I'm not even, I just read the first sentence and was like, screw it, I'll just say this live on the air and let's just see what, it, let's see what the rest of the text message says. When I first started listening to you, I rolled my eyes at the concept. Not anymore. We are what we think. Creating verbal touchstones to snap us back to our vision is very powerful. Well, way to go, Detroit. I, <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself, bro. Heck yeah, man. I totally, yeah, that's what I was thinking too when <laughs> I created this. But you know what? I don't put it in, I don't put it in Detroit's words. Um, I've gotten into this thing where rather than saying people's actual names, I'm just saying the cities that they live in. Because uh, there's a part of me that just feels like I, I don't want to, you know, everybody's given me permission to say their name or I don't say it. But there's also a part of me that likes the mystique of just being like, what's up, Detroit? Yo, DC, Salem, Augustine in the house. What's up, Grand Rapids? <laughs> my Canadian my Canadian tribal member, she lives near Winnipeg. I think it's Manitoba. I'm not sure, but she's the one I say that has next door neighbors that are the Bernstein Bears. We got Birmingham, England in the house. What up, OC out there in the Cali? Um, so those are just some of them. South Carolina, I can't remember that city, but I know it's close to Clemson. Um, and I won't rattle them all off. I just felt like, uh, that was just fun to do. Um, and then he, then he, so he kept texting. He just sends it in. It's like carrying a better future in your pocket. It's there to roll between your mental fingers when life pulls you off track. I'm just going to give this some awesome hearts. Um, because I'm literally on air and I'm, and I'm saying this, I'm even doing a text back on air. (laughs) I said all that. So when he goes and listens to this, he'd be like, that was while we were texting. So he's right, but he's right. Right. It's this idea that our verbal words in our heads and what we begin to filter our life through become these touchstones to roll between your mental fingers when life wants to pull you off track. You run your life through the filter of, am I living up to my power word and my power sentence? And if you find that you aren't, and this is the first time that you've ever done this, then don't be harsh on yourself. You may not have picked the best word for yourself. And you might learn throughout the year that each month you had a different one. And then at the end of the year, you look at each one of your month's words and realize there was a theme to it. The more you do this, the more you will become adept at finding something that elicits that power, that strength within you. And I still don't know what mine is. I still don't. I love Cascade because Detroit brought that up. It's like this, you know, uh, I won't remember all of what he had said. Um, Let's see how fast I could find it. And... Well, he sent a picture of Cascade, a small waterfall, a process whereby something typically information or knowledge is successfully passed on. My response back was, I'm doing that. I'm taking knowledge and information and I'm successfully passing it on, at least to those of you who keep listening. 
Um, and he goes, the word is resonating in my mind. I feel, feel self-improvement starting to increase in velocity, catching fire and gaining speed. A process that is moving from linear to geometric progression, soon to be unstoppable, ferocious and terrible in the true sense of the word. Not bad, but massive and smashing all resistance. So when he sent that, that's how I read it in my mind. <laughs> so that's how I read it back to you. That's the energy. That's the energy. If you can find words that power you, that fuel you, that you can say to yourself, catching fire and gaining speed, soon to be unstoppable, ferocious and terrible in the true sense of the word, not bad, but massive, smashing all resistance. Like, fuck, man, I'm, I'm pumped up. I want to plow through my... <laughs> My pocket door right now in my office. I'm like, hello, door. I'm going to smash you off the hinges now. <laughs> I have special skills that have been honed over many, many years. And I will find you and I will demolish you. <laughs> so when you start to ask yourself, how can I come up with power sentences and power words, Jesse? Oh, awesome that you asked. Here's how I did it. I just put power words into Google and let it spit out lists. And there's people who have like, whole Pinterest pages about this. This is not new. I did not invent this idea. Lots of people are doing this. So it's your opportunity to grow ahead and just seize the day. Seize the day. No matter how many people love and support you, they can't think your good thoughts for you. Kick ass, brother, is how he sent it back. And he's right. No matter how many people support you, they cannot get in your head. They are never going to be able to go in there and make sure that the power words and the power sentences are being said and resonate to you and through you. It's up to you. People's positive words can get in there and they can fuel you and they can inspire you, but they are not motivation. Inspiration is external. Motivation is internal. I got that one because of this idea that like an object in motion stays in motion and an object at rest stays at rest unless acted upon by an external force. I can inspire you, but I cannot make you get up off the couch. Motivation, it requires movement. I mean, it's, it's right in there. Motivation. Movement. I mean, it's like you can hear how the two are intercorrelated, how they're connected. So in order for you to have mo momentum and movement, you want to motivate yourself. My inspirational words can fire you up. Many people go to events that are for personal growth and development and fire you up. And you leave there inspired. But you have to continue to motivate yourself each and every day, taking what you learned, putting it to action, and f letting that be the fuel that fires your inferno that gets you going. I might be nitrous, but nitrous is not fuel. Fuel is that internal flame inside of you that just refuses to be extinguished. Like the eternal flame at the Coliseum in Los Angeles from the 1984 Summer Olympics. It just never goes out. The I think there's a flame at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. I'm pretty sure there's also one at JFK's grave. It like just never goes out. It's eternal. It will it will go and go and go. I suppose until the end of humanity, whenever the gas or propane that's fueling it burns out. The point being is like your fire can grow and grow and grow. And if you're one of those people who does good for other people, who provides service and contribution 
towards other people. Even when you die, your flame carries on. It carries on. You don't need to be famous. Statues do not need to be built in your honor for you to drastically affect the way that this world works. You never know when you treat a friend nicely who goes off and pays it forward and treats somebody else nice and somebody else nice and somebody else nice. And then that other person goes home and treats their kid nice. And their kid has a really good upbringing and they become a powerful leader. And the reason they lead the way they do is because their parent was nice to them. And their parent was nice to them because other people were nice to their parent. You just never know the butterfly effect on this thing. And that's the power of these words and these sentences. They get in there. They become your fuel. Just like if somebody can say a shitty thing to you and then you can use those things that they've said to tear yourself down, then you can also use the good things people say to you to build yourself up. But again, it's just not the fuel that's everlasting. The fuel that's everlasting is the one that's fed by you. You And I've got my finger and I'm poking it into my chest right now. It's fueled by you. I want you to believe in yourself. I want you to trust yourself. I want you to love yourself. And that can be really hard to do when we're teeter-tottering between lapse and sobriety. It can be really hard to do if we've got some time in our sobriety, but feel like our recovery is stagnated. It can be really hard to do once we've got some years of recovery in us, and yet we look around and we still are like David Byrne from the Talking Heads singing, you know, this isn't my beautiful house. This isn't my beautiful life. I get it. That 50-50, that ebb and flow, it occurs. It exists. And these power words and these power sentences can reel you in. They can get you back on track. They can become the filter that says, no, today I am relentless. I am expansive. My intentional actions will create dynamic stability. I have no idea what my it's going to be, but it will be released to you. You will know it. I will tell you on January 1st. That will be the last day of these daily podcasts, and we will go back to our weekly format. And I'm very much looking forward to wrapping these all up with a nice little bow, and I'm looking forward to the January 1st show. I will absolutely do that one you know, live in person. Some of these I'm banking for the holidays, but I will be doing that one on January 1st, on the new year, because that is the day 23 officially passes the baton to 24. And that's when we open up the back half of our relay window to allow 23 to slow down and we say goodbye. And then we allow 24 to ramp up so that by February 1st, we are in full gusto momentum. So start thinking about your power word. Start thinking about your power sentence. What do you want to use as your fuel to fire your inferno? I can inspire, but I can not motivate. My words might inspire you to motivate in that moment, might create momentum in that moment. But other people might hear what I say and then just roll their eyes and think, this dude is full of crap. Thankfully, Detroit didn't do that. <laughs> he's, one of my, he's one of my power players, and he knows what it's like to go through the coaching empower himself up off of that and then go take action. If that's something that you're interested in doing, I have been an addiction recovery coach, a life coach, a business coach now for going on. I think we're coming up on my six-year anniversary of that. If that is something that you would like to be a part of, go to jessemogul.com slash ask me. 
click on the live coaching button or the business coaching button, or just go to ask me and just click on the coach or the NLP, fill out the form. It will show up in my inbox. I'll send you an email. Look for it coming from at Jesse Mogul and I'll make it happen. We will get on the horn and we will discuss some things. Whether you want to learn NLP, do some coaching, or just join the tribe and get to know other listeners that like yourself who are fueled by this message, just remember that I'm nitrous fuel. You're the real fuel. It's internal. It's internal. I'm the external stimuli, and you can choose to react or respond to me. But either way, I'm not going to shut up. <laughs> So you better get to moving because I'm tired of people saying I can't. Because when you say I can't, I'm just hearing that you're not willing to break yourself out of your comfort zone and go do things that are going to be uncomfortable and you're just going to keep staying the way you are. What is it that... um Red Deer, is it, is it Red Deer? Red Deer is one of my uh, tribal members, dear, dear friend of mine as well. And uh, I think it was like, you know, um, I can't, it's just you fighting for the life you've already told me you're tired of. So your choice, get yourself a power word, create a power sentence, let it be the fuel that keeps you driving forward each and every day to the better version of yourself. As always, my friends, inclusivity over exclusivity. The power of positive energy, release and flow. Every day is the best day of our lives when we wake up sober. Shout out to Robert. Shout out to Sunshine. Glow on. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. 